Hey guys, welcome to episode 209 of the podcast with my marvelous guest, Justin Kirk. Uh, memory serves, I brag obnoxiously about the New York Times crossword puzzle. Um, so I want to really highlight that as a special thing I'm especially proud of slash ashamed of in this episode. Um, I want to give a few shout outs uh, out into the world of the janitors. Guys, I want to thank Claire for her Emma Thompson Facebook post. Always appreciated. I want to thank Sarah and Megan for their posts and for uh, Jeff's message about so your Y2K story that followed up after Mark Gagliardi's episode. Thank you very much. Um, guys, enjoy the episode. I will be up in San Francisco this upcoming weekend for our uh, Sketchfest Summer Social. That means uh, a day of movies at the Castro Theater with uh, the great Muppet Caper and our guest Gonzo, aka Dave Goals, and uh, the Benson movie interruption of The Rock. Very, very excited about that. And uh, the Found Footage Festival in the evening. So if you are in the San Francisco area, I highly encourage you to swing by and hang out with me for at least one of those. And then I will also be in San Francisco at the San Francisco Comic-Con. I believe that's Labor Day weekend. And um, I've got some more stuff coming up, but I will try to, uh, I'm going to say sprinkle that information through upcoming intros. In the meantime, again, please revel in the joy that is Justin Kirk with me. And uh, I'll talk to you next time on the podcast. Now entering Nerdist.com. going to get better than this i would say it's only going to go downhill from here are we live we're live we're live we <laughs> want to take edit? our first call <laughs> do you edit or let's, hey. let's start with what we just did it starts this now. is it okay good this is it including that weird shrieky low that's hey. called vocal fry yeah it is called vocal fry you should call your agent and say get me up for the kardashians Oh, I guess they are sort of the epitome of vocal. I think they invented it, right? Or I mean, they 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 didn't. They brought it to. They brought brought it to Hollywood royalty, American consciousness. Because that's. Did you have you heard the history of vocal fry? I think I heard. I think it was maybe on a beloved podcast stuff. You should know, um, where I discovered that the theory is about vocal fry that it comes from um, British like bourgeoisie snobbery. Where there's something where it's almost like you're too lazy to s- even speak. Oh yeah, that makes sense. It's just I you speak this and then you sort of go down. Cool, it's man. disdainful. Yeah, I've never listened to a podcast that I wasn't on, so I don't I understand. Know to- <laughs> I understand. I listen to how the, do most of your episodes. I listen go? to the radio. Oh yeah, to like live the, radio. The, yeah, radio, I don't understand. The radio showing once again my age. The but, radio. Um, yeah, like serious. Well. XM? Should we start? Um, I was against satellite radio. This is what a radio nerd I am okay. for a long time because I believed that radio should be in your community. Okay. And, and the sort of only ephemeral... To well, the idea that on Sirius you're listening to the same exact thing as someone in Cleveland or whatever. Yeah. Like it's like the McDonald's. Well, it's the globalization radio. of yeah. our... Yeah. And... Uh, but then the fact of the matter is, and then I got a car that had it in it, and so I was sort of forced. And I realized that if you care about the medium of radio, 
that's really the only place it's happening anymore because right. it's dead in What on, about like KCRW? We like yeah, KCRW. We have, good, we have some good example. left of the dial in yeah. California and in some other cities, but for the most part, all right, let's move on. <laughs> I'm turning into the guy in that picture <laughs> as we speak. <laughs> Listen, you can prophesy to me all day long. Okay, good. Uh, so you've moved into radio, but you really don't listen to podcasts. I don't listen I to comedy. I don't really listen to comedy podcasts. Hit, right. These guys know this. Well, Anybody you know. I know, I probably won't listen to. But if I don't, I don't know, know someone, oh well, I've done Paul's, which was very F. Tompkins. Funny. Yes, yeah, and I've listened to that one. Like after I le- you leave the room, they have a guest, they leave the room, and yeah. then they oh, all Oh, yeah, Spontaneous Nation. Yeah. Oh, I wish I would have been on that one. I'm oh, on a my lot God, of them, and I wish funny. I would have. Yeah, that was yeah. really fun. I just got back from doing it live at Outside Lands oh, Music Festival gosh. with Armisen was our guest, and K- Craig Kukowski and Tony Newsom, and uh, a lot of accents. Where is that fed? That's like Northern Cal, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It's nice. It's I'm not a music Where festival from, person. Uh, I'm from Arizona. Wow. At two? Uh, Arizona, a new swing state, they say. Could be. Yeah. The, set, the bottom half of the state has always been pretty progressive. Once you sort of get below Phoenix. Well, it's Phoenix. ostensibly the, uh, the ethnic demographic that mm-hmm. is changing things, right? A lot of white liberals in Tucson, which is where I'm from. Right. Let me reassure you. I'm from Minneapolis. Okay. Long time blue state. Uh, yeah, long time. Uh, but also Washington state before that, also blue. What was, was when? When did you leave Washington oh, and hit I thought you were Minneapolis? Pointing to the, this um, <laughs> this ar- from the archives. I got I got I, hand I oil in, on it. I lived in very rural Washington State. Like I went to uh, grade school on a reservation. Oh, that's how rural it was. Yeah. Like two hundred people in this town, and then I moved to Minneapolis, which was the big city for me. At like age thirteen, I'm going to say oh, okay. twelve or thirteen. Well, that gets right into the main school. focus of the podcast. You went to a, there was a theater school in Minneapolis. Yes, that was that the I reason you went there? Kind or of. Did your- my father's family is from there, and although I was just living with my mother, we saw a thing on television, uh, a show. It was called um, Kids World, which was like sixty minutes for children. Really? Yes. Was it sixty minutes long? Kids don't. Have I think that it was. Yeah. Well, you have segments. Yeah. And then you do a segment about you know your school that you learn <laughs> well, theater at. The same or kind your of hard hitting insider. Like, would you say that was the reason that school was canceled that day? <laughs> I, I, I don't feel comfortable. Uh, I don't feel comfortable saying that uh, at this time. Yeah. And Kids I said, world. hey, my grandparents lived there, and my mother, God bless her, said, let's get up and go, and we did. Really? Yeah. You make it sound like you packed that day. That's good storytelling right there. Well, you cut, the, you cut having, out the fat. It's also like she now takes certainly set claims that that's what we did, which yeah. I believe. Yeah. I absolutely believe, but as she should. <laughs> you looked over that. as you finished the sentence and, and there was the a suitcase car was open. Running. And the car was running. Yeah. And so then we went to Minneapolis. And then I lived there till I was 20. And then I moved to New York for 10 years. And now I've been here ever since. I guess I think of you as having been in New York longer, which is kind of a stalkery years thing a for is me a lo- to say. It's a long time. No, it is a long time. It's a good long time. And you think that because I have cred. That's true. I seem like I'm legit. That's true. Which makes me seem like a so. Well, a you New did York when person. you were there. You did a dot I, theater and I stuff. I did theater. Yeah. I did live stage. Yeah. Yes, and I've even been back since last time we tried to do this. That's right. And you're about to disappear again, but I don't think yes, you told me the where. Theater, never again. Never again. <clears throat> You know, the last play that I did was so great yeah. that I think now I'm like, you know what, I'm going to take a, take a minute because I, I just can't match that. What was the last thing you did? So it was called These Paper Bullets. Uh-huh. Heard of. And Didn't we see. did it at the Geffen. We started at the Geffen, then we went to New York. 
And it was essentially Much Ado About mm-hmm. Nothing in 60s Liverpool, mm-hmm. written by one of my dearest friends, Rollin Jones, and I guess a little William Shakespeare. And Billy Joe from Green Day wrote the music. Yes. And we yes. played, uh, like, I was in a band. So I was Benedict and John Lennon, and it was That's just great. a delight. And after that, you thought, well, it was good so luck, everybody, bringing, coaxing me Getting on me back for on the live, yes. So now I'm going to go to a cop show in Chicago instead. Fantastic. Yeah. That, uh, my relationship with theater since becoming a lazy TV person or a live improviser where I don't even have to prepare anything is that I have I now have developed a pretty healthy fear of boredom but possibly bordering on like anxiety from, from the play? repetition of doing a play. See, I could never do improv. Uh, so, like I mean, people, you're doing it right now, technically. Oh, my God. See? You're right. I just cracked it wide open for you. <laughs> Don't do this cough show. Uh, yeah. Um, well, the first per- – I always feel that way about the first audience of a play. That's the only like, time I still get – here we go. And then it's the only fine. time I still get petrified as an, uh, as, a, as an actor because you've been working on it for a month and then all of a sudden there's however many hundred people there. And it's like, what are you doing? And I truly, like, sh- like clam up. I've had – Directors come up to me after and be, plan to fire me because they thought, oh, "Where's this what is, happened to Justin? Where's it, that true. actor?" Um, and every time I think, "Oh, I've got it now. We're yeah, really, we're really kicking, and I can't wait for the audience." And then they come, and I say, "Go away!" <laughs> I think there's something charming about that, don't you? That you have that first moment. Well, don't people say, "Like, listen, room, that's you probably a powerful." Wouldn't think it if you had bought the ticket for that <laughs> I'm not night's performance. Your performance. Yeah. Um, When's the last time you did a, a, a play? God, I college. Right. I mean, I just don't. I don't feel like you have I had. No desire, well, I got into sketch, which is sort of like doing a series of short plays. Yeah. Um, and I would do that show over and over again if I was doing like a run of a sketch show. But um, yeah, I just worry that I would. I would. I worry that I would drop out on certain performances and go into sort of autopilot, you know, and in kind terms of feel of words like I wasn't. Or just like yeah, just your... in terms of the muscle memory repetition of like, yeah, I'm yeah. doing these six days, you know, six times a week now. It's lost all meaning, or eight. I'm not able eight. Yeah, I'm not able to access spontaneity in the moment the same way that I maybe would have been able to if I really had made yeah. a profession out of that. Right. Do you still feel, feel like you have the, the sort of like, because the audience is different, because the day is different, I mean, the you're challenge the definitely is the eight-time-a-week thing. Um, and uh, also just the, the, the schedule seems great. Like, oh, I'll, I work two hours a day now. But the truth is, is you sit around all day thinking about it. Uh-huh. So it's not as though like suddenly you're, you're footloose and fancy free at yeah. three in the afternoon. Yeah, I went rock climbing thinking, right before I showed up to the thinking, performance. I'm going to get sick or whatever yeah. the case is. It's all a mess. Life is a, life is a hard, hard. Particularly for a successful working <laughs> actor. It is what a drag. Digging ditches is what I call it. Indeed, indeed. Uh, what is the cop show? It's called APB. Catchy title. Is? Does APB stand for something we don't think it does? It's like, like six OPP. Episodes yeah. Six episodes in, no, we find out it's like Archie's Oh, I bad. hope so. You may be right. First of all, I already reversed the letters in there. It was very dyslexic. Do you know what it really means? All points bulletin. I figured, should have figured. You, you look smart. I think it might be like, an, that might be a thing that I know from like the New York Times crossword puzzle, which doesn't, which sort of 
kind of mollifies the idea that I'm smart, but it's still, but it, then it peps me back up again because it's the New York Times days, crossword puzzle. I guess. If it's a Monday or Tuesday, then I'm not that impressed. I'm all, first of all, I don't do Mondays or Tuesdays. You just wait. This for is the where tough I get stuff. real snobby. I start at Thursday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Is that true? I do. That's too, that's too much. They're too easy. Well, don't you want a little to? I need tricky Thursdays. Occasionally in life, we should do things that feel easy, and then you're like, "Oh, I still, I can still handle things." Let me say this: I was doing, uh, I Chris Gear on "You're the Worst," which we on which we have both yeah. appeared. Uh, just last week, I was doing a crossword, and he came over and said, "I want to do the crossword with you." Um, can we do a Monday? And then I opened up Monday, and then he we proceeded to do it together. And at a certain point, he looked at me. I will drop the accent and said, <laughs> "You good. are behaving exactly the way I behave with my tiny son when we are playing some sort of app game, and I'm trying to coax him through something that is rudimentary for me." He's like, "I'm realizing that you're being charmingly condescending, but he that you like, it, I'm he? like spelling it out for him." Yeah, he'll be like, "He couldn't even do a Monday." Let's see. See, and oh, we think yeah. we think Brits are smarter. It's not, not true. a chance. He'll be the first to say that's not true. <laughs> He'll be the first to say that's not true. Yeah. Do you enjoy a crossword puzzle? I you know, do. See, you know enough to know that Mondays, Tuesdays, Wednesdays are the easier ones. That's pretty basic knowledge. Um, I, I, I wouldn't say I do them on the reg. Mm-hmm. Um, I recently gave my mother delivery of the hard copy of the times mm-hmm. so she we discuss it she she does them yeah does she read does she crack open the paper and read it and get newsprint on her fingers like no one i don't know anymore? about the fingers well sort i think of that's part She's of the vintage charm right of the... maybe she'll put the comment we on actually the, have uh... her right here could you come in here please <laughs> um did, now let me get back to this for a second and i did just touch this thing that i feel i shouldn't touch no, because it's, it's, it's so crackly and beautiful and old First of all, this guy's I name is Bob Beveridge. I don't know when, when we're going to get into that. Um, He's listening to. If your mom, so your mom, obviously, if you were that age and you expressed that interest and it was sort of as simple as we're going to get you there, then you must have been a theater kid. Like, was that something she always knew you were passionate <sighs> yeah, about? Yeah, I, get, I, I wanted Washington? to be an actor and I don't know why. Um, it's not still, something that's in your family no, per se. Uh, well, or? at the time, her husband at the time, my my stepfather was a student, a, a drama student at Evergreen State College, mm-hmm. which is like a hippie it's college. A great in Olympia. hippie school. Yeah, I think well, I might have applied there because really? I wanted to. I wanted to go to a college on the that sort of northwest coast. Did you stay in Arizona? Yeah. Listen, these guys know I. I did get a scholarship in state, so I went to Flagstaff, which yeah. is the kind of further. Look at you now. Most. Who cares? Here's the news really for the young it. people listening. It doesn't matter. I agree. I'm inclined to agree. So he was a drama student at Evergreen. Yeah. So the, the point of that is my very first play was when I was seven years old. I did Brecht. Oh, my God. You really jumped in to <laughs> the they fiery needed, pit. They needed children for the Caucasian shock circle. It was uh-huh. a very small, <laughs> small bit. And so I, I joined up on and that. And it didn't turn you off. That's remarkable. No. The only thing I remember about that production was making too much noise in the green room with the other children and being, sure. and being yelled at. I still get yelled at for that <laughs> almost every time I do a live show. Uh, but I don't remember the... Um, the the seed of like I don't think it was I want to be like you right not you Janice, person who's but, n- who's but, not yeah. my dad and never will be that's right uh, I think I had already wanted to be an actor which sounds so no, weird I think I because did too, but I also I was why. certainly not a show put on me? a show for yeah. the, for the family person yeah. you weren't like guys can everyone just take a seat <laughs> on the couch please I was actually very my mother calls me said I was a stoic child oh. Do you have brothers and sisters? I, I do. They're all one parent or the other because my okay. parents were very young, unmarried hippie 
people. Yeah. And then they went on to do other things. Okay. So yeah, one parent or the other means. Do you mean that you don't so in other have words, a sibling all of who my shares siblings your are parents? either mom's kids or dad or, okay. or dad? So no one else was living with you and your mom when you guys. My relocated. oldest brother is seven years younger than me, so okay. I grew up with him, and okay. the rest of them are all like still in their twenties ish. Let me just acknowledge that when you said that your mom moved you to Minneapolis, you did not include your younger brother. Well, it was we, as if in my mind it was the two of you. Striking out. No, he came. He came along. Although I actually ended up... It's a long, crazy story. I ended up living with my paternal grandparents so because I, I lived in the city where his mom stayed in the sort of rural part of Minnesota. Uh, but yeah, there was three. there were three of us. How... <laughs> Okay. And your younger brother's seven years younger. Yeah. yeah. that's You could skim over that. That's fine. Seven years is a big difference. Yeah. I just saw him. He lives in Eugene, Oregon now, but we, we hung out in Chicago. That feels like a natural progression from him returning. He probably felt he was ripped from this rural Washington area near Evergreen too soon. He now like he's gone to Eugene. Five years yeah, old. He's getting back to all the times he missed in hippie Eugene, Oregon. It's a beautiful, right. great area. I guess. I have a friend there owns a Yerba Mate company. Don't tell me that doesn't feel like it falls right in line with Eugene, Oregon. Is that coffee? It's like a hippier version of tea. Okay. You know, yeah, some people yeah. drink they it's it's not caffeine, but it is another stimulant of some kind, so it doesn't have the t- same taste as tea or coffee. Right. Yerba mate. Now but you'll it does see get it everywhere. You wired. But it does get you people who are uh fans of it say that it's a different sort of smoother high than like a caffeine somehow well i'm jacking up on my gas station coffee as we speak is that your gas station coffee that's what i get pretty much unless i'm you know having breakfast with someone or whatever yeah. i go to the gas station they have a you nice, don't make it at home they have a coffee bean spread okay various options yeah the french roast etc you're not going to go for like a hazelnut though that's i guess extreme. i'm trying to make up for the fact that i get my coffee at the gas station I'm <laughs> I'm not a total dirtbag. Uh, I don't have it in the house. I don't have any food in the house. I have pickles, uh-huh. Granny Smith apples, and granola bars. Okay. But um, I don't cook. I'm not proud of it. And I don't keep coffee because then I have to go out of the house yeah. to get the day started. Yeah. And I'll I get the coffee. That. And I used to, my favorite thing to do if I had a fairly free day was to drive aimlessly and have the coffee and listen to the radio. Mm -hmm. And I recognized when I was doing the plays occasionally in New York that when I'd go to New York, my, uh, you can swear, right? Oh, very much. My shit got, I don't think you've been swearing enough. (laughs) That's why I'm going to bring it up. (laughs) My shit got little and tight. You know what I'm saying? I had some core. I had some core. Yeah. Cause you weren't driving. Cause I was walking to the theater every day so now what I do is I'll drive to a random area of Los Angeles, mm-hmm. get out of the car, and then just walk for an hour, which always gets weird looks because people, as I'm sure anyone who listens to 80s hit radio knows, nobody, nobody walks, walks in, in LA. LA. Yeah. Do you have certain areas that you are kind of your go-to walks? The idea like, is you know to what go I'm somewhere new. For? The okay. idea is to be in a completely random situation. And, and do you want it to be 
fairly urban or will you take yourself because for my bike rides i also aim that but i like to do like i went to mandeville canyon one hot day because i was so frustrated by how hot and sunny it gets here because i don't care for that me too that i googled like shadiest areas or something absolutely preposterous something showed up and it said and 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 probably bicycles um and it sent me up mandeville canyon up to the top which is the sort of slow painful steady incline um but sure enough it's sort of it's so shady it's just shady it seemed like it was shady it's all the time that's uh that's a little bit of a haul for us that's you can sort of head out sunset it's pre pch don't confuse that with apb um (laughs) yeah it's it's like uh i mean it's well past like your bundy's and your right barrington's west side it's west side which i that was that was rare. That was a rare no, point of frustration. No, for my coffee walk, I try me. to keep it urban, yeah. or what we consider urban in Los Angeles. Like I've done Sunset Boulevard from yeah. Crescent to Doheny and back. That sure, sort of, you know, just to. I I wish that I you could give me a submit a list to me of all the places you've already gone, so I could try to crack open some new areas for you. Well, just submit a list. Okay, I <laughs> will. The listeners will. Uh, the '80s radio listeners. Yeah. All my listeners are based in LA, of course, because I'm a local podcast. What if that were true? Um, uh, that's interesting. You do, you do. Is that the core type of exercise that you get, or do you also go to a gym? Is this? Does that kind I'm of supplant being Janet. inside and going to a gym? I try to. I mean, you know, I, I, I'm not getting any younger. So I tr- no. I try to do. I try to do other things. Yeah. I try, yeah. I try to stay. Because otherwise it will fall apart. Oh, sure. Still falling apart. I fall apart because I am. I push well, myself do they know, so hard. Do your people know about the bicycling? No, they do. All right. Ugh, ad nauseum, I can't I'm even sure. imagine. Well, I've fallen plenty of times, too, where like I'll hit a pothole or be run off the road by so a bus. You, <laughs> so you've probably never spun. You probably think that's for... You know what? This, I was spinning. Yeah. And uh, and then but I grew up riding bikes. These guys know my dad's a huge uh, cyclist. And... Um, and there was a certain point at which I had been spinning for six to nine months. And Fly I was like, this is so great. Fly Wheeler Soul Cycle. Neither. It was just the uh, Toluca Lake Athletic Center, which is mostly a tennis place. Right, right. I liked it because it it's small and it's just a bunch of old people. I guess old rich people probably is the truth. Right. And then the occasional actor like training with a, one of the personal Well, that's the thing about spinning is that you can do it if you're an old person or... And you can do it if it's hot or raining. Yeah. Yeah. I I flywheeled for a minute. I I think I was impressed by the amount of sweat that was Absolutely. I don't know in the end if it was really... If it's really like the exercise that does the most for you. I think it is but i agree with you that once you're indoors there's no it's really kind of impossible to gauge whether sweat is a is representative of exertion because i think there's a lot of just being in the same place in a room where other people are breathing and sweating can create sweat yeah so that's what happened is i thought well now i've been spinning i enjoy this i think what i'm really enjoying if i'm honest is just the music and the sort of dance-ness of it would it be possible for me to just buy a bike again for the first time since I was a teenager? And have or, little earbuds. And have earbuds and, and just ear. be doing the same thing, but be like going to a place and back. And Much better. I never went back. I've Much never better. spun again. Fantastic. I don't do it anymore either. Fuck yeah. these guys. You got to get a bike. You could be riding around these hills like nobody's biz. That seems very intense to me. It's a I can intense. barely walk the hills without collapsing well it, in some ways i feel it's harder to walk because it takes longer you're so right. you're sort of uh, it's aggressive uh, longer all right i'm gonna all get right, back to you going on. to theater school okay 
Um, how when you say you went to theater school? Is that the, the gist school, of this? Of this podcast, I sort of are you linger youth? in the teens? Right, I like to linger. I like to hear about awkward this adolescence. Why I feared that I was not going to be good because I feel that I don't remember my life a lot. Ooh, this is going to be really good. <laughs> but let's try. A lot of what I do is what hypnosis. Sh- what if something shows up during this podcast and I just begin yeah, to weep? That's what the couch is That'd for. That's why you have the handheld mic because you can lie right down and sob your heart out as long as I capture oh, I it all. We can get there. I don't think we're gonna. Okay. Okay. Uh, I won't. I won't hold my breath. But. Um, when what kind of theater school? So was it a theater school? So like there's is, no other academic side to it. No, you, you do sort your of acad- in this particular. Okay. okay, so this is a place called the Children's Theater Company in Minneapolis. Okay. It's like one of the biggest children's theater in the world, and particularly at the time, um, it wasn't what you think of as children's theater. It was. Um, it wasn't like you dressing up like Mister Rogers' Neighborhood style. Well, it was a huge. First, Minneapolis is a very happening theater town. It's, listen, it's full of uh, it's sort of Minneapolis, like the the Minnesota Wisconsin. I had this sort of fear of missing out, envy of stuff that was going on up there because FOMO. I had FOMO. Because I even just growing up with Prairie Home Companion, I right. was like, I feel like a lot of wry, funny, clever, the onion. Yeah, so right. much comes from that area in it's terms really of my true. kind of comedy. There is a very specific Midwestern approach to culture that's uh the opposite of whatever people think of as flyover country like when i would go and people would sort of yeah oh that's got to be bland and i'd be like no theater's better in in the midwest than it is in new york or there you go so anyway this place was a to this day some of the best theater that i've ever witnessed and so being a child from a tiny town in in washington state it was Without hyperbole, very much the beginning of my life in many ways, and uh, remains a my spiritual home, that and, particular place. And that was school. And for a brief time, so no, it's actually just a professional. It's a theater company. Okay. A regional, so you were going it's a regional to school theater. as a teenager at a high school, but also oh, doing all Jesus, of that. Sorry, what a that's my alarming choice. I would be. Afraid, <laughs> like every time my phone rang, I would be like, "Something's so wrong. When you Something's get happened." It, you scroll through, you listen to all the rings, and that one made me laugh several times. I understand. So I that it was, so. <laughs> I understand. I have my timer is like that. When I have to set a timer for something, it's whatever that one is. That's like synth polka, yeah. or it's like, <laughs> and I do it because I it makes know me laugh. very well. Yeah. What you're saying. If you need to, you know, switch things up a little bit, I would recommend moving the the lateral move do to you that remember one. There was the time where it was very novel and new to you could have a, a song be your yeah song, right. And I think I, I briefly do. had a little more love by Olivia Newton <laughs> <laughs> as my ringer. Um, I had one for the longest time that was an Andrew Bird song that was just one portion of a song where he where he whistles. It was a very I found it to be the opposite of that, which was a sort of soothing alert that I was getting a call. Yeah. And then at some point when I switched iPhones, that went away and has never been available hence. And so now I have some other like quick, easy sort of oh okay that's available. I guess I'll take that. You have a song. I do. It's another Andrew Burt song. It's just him covering It's Not Easy Being Green. Cute. But that's what came up when I searched. I was like, I got to find this ringtone again. Searched Andrew Bird ringtones. That's the first one that came up. I scrolled down, saw that the other one wasn't available, and was like, ugh, I'm, I'm frustrated. And then I just took that one. Yeah. But didn't go in with a lot of thought. Yeah. But who doesn't like Kermit the Frog? 
via well, you could have used via the, Andrew. You probably Park. could find the original. And there's an app too that I know you can const- where you can construct your own ringtones now with basically anything. Seems but like a lot of work. It seems like a lot of work. You're busy on your bicycle. I'm very busy. <laughs> Can't do it on my bike. That's dangerous. That's just pl- plain and simple dangerous. Okay, I got to get to the bottom of this. Okay, school. so so it's a th- it's a theater. So, it remains a big theater to this day. For a brief time, when I was a young person, the powers that be wanted there to be more children around doing things and so we uh, so you could go to school full time okay do your academics in the morning theater in the afternoon that's exciting it was i would have wanted to do that and then so in other words the theater which was so brilliant was not really officially part of the school but if you were a student there you would you could audition for the plays because they had an adult company mm-hmm. and they would cast children in the children's shows and so i was in some of the plays and uh that was exciting too what was your relationship to the academic side? Did it feel like kind of an afterthought slash? Yes. Why am I doing this? Were you bad, in or was it that, easy enough that you could? No, be good I think without? it was just like it was also very boho. We called all the people by their first names. Sure. It was a kind of crazy place. Was there? Um, boy, I'm really getting right into it. In a, in an environment like that, where you also have this immediate access to adults doing the same thing, where in an art form like that, and I'm always interested when people, even if they just do their community theater while mm. they're going to high school or whatever, this sort of like, just this different, the way you're tr- treated can often be very different and you can be treated as an adult sooner. Yeah, Was there so. kind of a blurred line between like when it's appropriate, like when you're a yes. hot young thing and someone who's maybe over age is Feel like, Hey, it's, there's, 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 there's a, lot of dra- a lot well, of drama, a lot of drama. I mean, not, not that I was fairly ignorant to all of it because I was from a small town and couldn't believe, it. but yes, all that stuff. <laughs> I mean, I that kind of thing is, I just love it. Yeah. Salacious. That would have been was, like my number one was. goal as a confused teenager. I think. To make love to an adult? Probably. I don't know. Well, let me tell you something. At this particular place? Yeah. Easy. Too easy. <laughs> Too easy. It would have been like tiresome yeah. to me. No, it's, it still, it's, still, uh, it still upsets me that, that no one wanted to... Uh, to <laughs> what did you have? Did you, but did you have relationships when you were... There must have been... That feels well, like another... That, with adults? Yeah, like, no, no. But just like with, with, with fellow thespians. You, uh, like your age or... Yeah, oddly enough, the girl I lost my virginity to now runs one of the best breakfast places in LA. Fantastic. So I so so we go there and like I ran into her and I thought that was uh, Was that a long was that a long-term relationship or was that a like we did this together and now I'm I've it was a one or Yeah, no, it was I mean it uh it was uh I guess so. I mean I think I knew her for more than a day, but mm-hmm. <laughs> But, but know, it wasn't okay. like, oh, now we're boyfriend girlfriend for six months. Okay, might, maybe a couple months. I can still remember. I think it was two days after Thanksgiving that it happened. It's a, it's really a whole story. I um, want you to feel very, <laughs> very invited to tell it. Um, I know, I know. Sometimes I think it's Justin, hard because I know it's not her stuff. story, but I mean, it's her story too, right? So if you feel like out of respect, she, she if you feel she's the kind of person who would be like, I well, we am haven't mortified. said her name. That's very true. She may be listening. Maybe she's listening. She might be, <clears throat> and she'd be like, "That guy sounds familiar to me." <laughs> but uh, I lost my virginity to so many men. Um, Wait, I, what? I, 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 uh, I taped it. You did really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Like on camera audio. or audio? Audio. I had two cassette oh players. Oh my God, I, tell you this, I, I brought the picture. I adore you. I'm really telling you everything. Thank you. 
I, it, I, it sounds creepy and salacious. It really was to me. I knew it was going to happen. And yeah. I thought to myself, I, I want this like a journal entry. Sure. I would like to have a copy of this when I'm like as old as I am now. So I had two tape players on the headboard, one playing Let It Be by The Replacements mm-hmm. and the other one oddly just going in <laughs> silence. Huh. Yeah, yeah. That's my alarm system. <laughs> what? Oh, and it's God. also it's, it's really also almost all There's about 10 seconds at the end which is the act at beginning. Uh-huh. Before that it's Calling my father, telling him not to come home too soon, fumbling with the condom, uh-huh. et cetera, et cetera. It's what, adorable is what it is. Well, I'm sure it is. Um, I'm alarmed <laughs> that you didn't bring it with you. But uh, what? Part two. But this but this begs all the I meta questions, right? Which, by the way, well, I hope it doesn't fall into enemy hands. The, the It begs the question. It's, it's sort of, um, it's like. Pre YouTube, like I didn't think that someone from our oh era would 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 create a certain scenario in which I would say, in which you're oh, all these meta questions, like yeah, like are you aware? Were you? Did you feel you oh were the version of yourself that you would have been had Isn't you not that known that it was going to be? I don't participate in any of that. Stuff. Yeah, I don't do Instagram or any of those things. And I did it then, though. Were you feeling like, did, did you feel once. like this is a this is a performance on some level? No. Because I know no. that it's, you sort of put it on and then forgot about it. Yeah. And like I said, it's not like a sex tape. Right. It's just, uh, I want I want to hear the sounds of this of this night happening. Is, and did you do that with other stuff, are you saying? <laughs> no, I never did. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't become my like, thing. I was sort of the biographer it's of like my James life. like James Spader in uh, uh, Sex, Lies, and Videos. Yeah. Tape. No, I don't. Oh, such a great the, movie. It was just the one. Um. Wow. How many times do you think you listen to it afterwards? I would go back every f- few years. Okay. Not, and by few, I mean eight to ten. Right. And then just recently, uh, I can't find it. Or I, ha- I have like a tray of cassette tapes. with other, and, I, and I don't know where it is. I'm sure it's somewhere. Does she know about this? She must. Oh, yeah. She knew yeah. the second it was. She knew. She knew. She knew then. Oh, she knew <laughs> yes. that. She knew what the tape that that the, that the record button was pressed on a tape recorder. So you Eventually. Did. Okay. See, so, yeah, once again, I feel terrible because this makes it sound as though I was trying to pull one over on this very sweet young girl. And I, I think I, I, the way you've described it already oh, completely makes it clear that you weren't like a ski. So no, as, as soon as it, as soon as it was clear it was happening. She was like, oh, that's gross. And we went back to business. Got it. That's exactly what you want to hear right before you go back to business. <laughs> well, that's gross. Anyway. She uh, is married with several beautiful children now. Wonderful. Wonderful. I'm sure that's a story she tells them as they're And good I night, still have a tape loaded story. back at my headboard for anyone who wants to participate. I like it. I think uh, that feels like a real, feels like this could be like a Cameron Crowe movie. A little bit. Better than that. Or better than that. I'm talking <laughs> almost famous era. Or I'm not, Fast Times. I'm not jumping you know, he, into... Of course, he wrote Fast Times. Well, there you go. He directed, but wrote one of the greats. There you go. One of the greats. Did you, uh, did you feel like... And I'm going to... I'll frame it this way. Um, a lot of us as teenagers sort of had an active life of romance in that way. No, some people had that, crushes on people that were never, you know, requited, and then and then had you know felt like there was just like a flat line. No, after that, I didn't do anything for a couple of years, not for lack of wishing. Yeah, I remember tenth grade was the 
I remember having three huge crushes. Well, wait, how old were you when you lost your virginity? I think that was 11th. Oh, okay. Correct. You're going backwards. I was going to say, yeah. if you were a freshman when you lost your virginity, no. I don't know if I'm she impressed was. or horrified. Yeah. Okay. But that's Endless Love. Yeah. You know the movie Endless sure. Love? Yes, I do. 16 and 14. There you go. Which I then told in a Ron and Beverly show mm-hmm. in London, mm-hmm. and the audience gasped as though I was like should be in jail. Oh, for God's sake. <laughs> do they know what's going on now with like 13 and 12-year-olds? So, um, no, uh, but I remember in 10th grade, uh, you had your, your trinity of crushes. If I could simply touch a girl, it would be the end of life. Uh-huh. Like it would be, I couldn't even imagine how fantastic that would be. Yeah. And I remember there were three individual girls that I all just, in the theater just, world, all in the, this was actually for not to get we i was in cincinnati this year I went oh, with my okay. mother to another performing arts high school okay. for one year in 10th right. grade and so uh, and i ended up back in minneapolis god she really cultivated that desire i don't think if my, well, my as actually, much as oh, I, that one was the opposite that was, was she left town oh. and, I, and i and i went with her got it and there was a man and got now, it now i feel bad she's probably listening and crying now and feeling terrible no. mom don't feel terrible you're the greatest i think everything's worked out pretty great that's right yeah, that's right. Everything's worked out. So, um, so, uh, so the longing certainly was there in that particular time, uh, but I didn't. Uh, it was not consummated. Also, the internal life of the teenager who is transplanted again, and mom. This is uh, you're not allowed to feel guilty about this because everything turned out great. But being that age and coming into a totally new environment where people probably already kind of know each other, it feels like. In this particular place, I think people were from ev- everywhere. Oh, okay. Anyway. So it was sort of everyone going, oh, who are you? Yeah. Who am I? I think you know? so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then and then things started to pick up speed when you were uh, in 11th grade. Did uh, you feel like you knew once you got to a point where you felt like it? Because you were a very charismatic person. So I, I could, if you had said like, listen, I was a bit of a playboy when I was in high school, I, I would have projected back no, and gone opposite. like, okay, I, I can see that. I was very precocious. Yeah, sexually, mm-hmm. but not by activity. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to go, even if you want to go for part <clears throat> two of the extra childhood uh, stuff, my father worked in the adult film industry. Oh, okay. Oh, I guess I knew this. I think you either mentioned. Did this you read it somewhere? Or I no, told no. I think you mentioned. Maybe it. Maybe I mentioned it, and you said I've got to get that guy for my podcast. Probably. That was the- so, um, so that that probably was an element. But even beyond that, I remember being very. Like reading about sex in encyclopedia. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look up. I, I I knew I knew everything sex was even before I had gone through puberty. Right. I, rem- I certainly did too. I remember. I mean, I remember like being in a library and surreptitiously yeah. like finding the sex section and looking at like weird, friendly cartoons of what penises were and stuff. Like even like, before, wait, do they have eyes and noses but and smiles? Before you, before puberty, like, oh, before you, yeah. So I remember knowing things and and asking my mother. Actually, I, I remember. I remember saying to my mother, <clears throat> "When I touch my penis, it just feels like my finger. I don't understand." And I remember her saying, "Don't worry, all in good time." Yeah, the electricity will I turn had on. Not, sometime I, I had soon. not gotten there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And one day I will. I know it. I this is this could be the day. <laughs> this could be the day. Uh, so. Um, so there was that. I don't know how we got. What there. did your dad do? He was a photographer, still photographer. Okay. Did you? Which back in the day, 
it wasn't on Pornhub, et cetera. You had videotapes. Yeah. So there were box covers. There were oh, magazines. Okay. Yes. Was, so you have your still yeah. shots of, of set activity. Would he? So he would be on set of a video captured porn, but he would be like the on set well, photographer? Back then it was f- full on film situation. Yeah. A la Boogie Nights. Right, right, right. You know, I, I remember we went to, to on location once to San Francisco for a shoot, and so uh, so. But did you ever yes. go on to? The I set was not her? allowed on yeah. set when there was coitus. Okay, so but the, you would be so allowed to on that set. degree. I was protected. Yeah, <laughs> I'm glad that's where the line was drawn. Yeah, what? So, God, that's so even more. But would you? And see this is all by nudity? the way, like ages eight to ten. God, how wonderful. I hope that you're. Going I mean, to write in many memoirs. ways, I do believe it has made me various things, parts of who I am. Uh, I can't imagine that you. Well, wouldn't. of course, it's so formative. All I mean, right? All of our like whatever weird sexual triggers we have or whatever yeah. are usually based on something that happened when we were like four, right? Yeah. Like when a possum came into the room. <laughs> and suddenly, you the old after possum <laughs> attraction. <laughs> so yeah, I'm sure that it, uh, in ways good and bad, has informed where you feel you well we know that you recorded your but where you <laughs> maybe have to, like, that maybe that a, was a a light you have to turn on a, a bright light um it did so you would be there not seeing activity but seeing actors well it was a world right yeah. yeah so i wasn't allowed to be around when there was sex per se but it was also and your da- sex and drugs in the san fernando valley in the was your dad sort of like, I mean, it almost sounds like it's, he was sort of a magnified version of my dad, which was, he was, well, I don't know how your dad felt about it. I was you to violence, but my dad was like, sex is fun. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> and that's why it does it for me. Uh, oh, bicycles. Um, where he was much less concerned with my exposure to sex than he was violence. Like he was protective of me very much so with violent stuff. But in his mind, I think he was like, well, sex is a natural mean, like, healthy. I TV and movies as opposed yes. to bringing you to a. Yes. Uh, a gun cock fight. fight. So. <laughs> Pardon the expression. Um, yeah, I mean, I would say both. Well, I think most but, people would think that's probably sensible to yeah. be that. But some people are more versus... patrician about you know the sex stuff too. Yeah, I guess so. Did you have crushes on? I mean, on the stars. Well, I mean, that makes it hard to be. I can't. It'd be hard to be like a sixteen-year-old girl competing with your memory. Well, of like I said, this is, this is all happening in very young, like yeah. single-digit times. Yeah. So. So I probably would. I don't think it was that formed to that degree. I'm sure I had whatever crush an eight year old has. Right. Did your dad, in retrospect, have you got? Did you have a conversation where he was like, maybe I? I was it okay that I took you to those places, or was it just? Does it stay the norm? Yeah, he was a complicated guy. Okay. Um, uh, so I wouldn't say that necessarily, but I, I actually did try. I think uh, later in his life to make him feel like. Uh, it was all all right. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> all right. This is my next question about this, and then I'll move on away from it because truly, I'm not going to take up the entire podcast asking about your dad's job. It's pretty. But, we can we can do it as long as you. But like. it's pretty yeah. interesting. Um, did that, in terms of your relationship to pornography, do yeah. you feel like you have a, a more realistic one, or do you, do you know what I'm saying? Like, well, I will tell you that I, I it probably has affected my. I, I like. Uh, I, I I feel really fondly towards the actors in porn. Like I think of them as like our last outlaws, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> or especially like you know because they do the same job we do. Yeah, but probably a little 
trickier and harder. I would agree. And probably don't get paid as well. Maybe yeah. some of them, some of the, the big stars. Right. But uh, so I really, so like I'll, I'll like, I'm not on Twitter, but I will look at various actors' pages on Twitter and just see what they're, just not for, from a lascivious way, but I want to hear about them going to 7-Eleven and living uh-huh. their lives. And so I do have, I think I do sort of glamorize uh, the idea of what it means to be an adult uh, Interesting. A- actor. Interesting. <laughs> it feels like you could go the opposite where you're like, you know. No. I know too much about that, so yeah. I don't. It's also, I think, probably, and not that I knew no, knew a lot about it. It's also probably a very different world now than it was then. I'm I think guessing. that's probably true. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe for some, for better, some for worse. It's tricky for me because then, like, once the the capital F feminism word starts to come in, then I start to have intellectual questions that don't necessarily line up with like my libido. Right. So there's a little bit of a disconnect that happens of there course. that I struggle with. <clears throat> of course i guess we could <laughs> yes but i don't know it's funny no because idea. when you're like watch something like boogie nights you're like i don't know those gals seem to be doing all right like they were a family you know it doesn't feel exploitative i would guess that at this stage performers probably are more in control of their content yeah. than the era of boogie nights yeah i think pornography has been become more of a a thing where it's like, here's what I do. And I'm sure there are all various horrible instances of it as well. And right. all the things that you're talking about. But then I think there's probably a lot of someone with their computer and doing their thing from there. From sure. There. I don't know. I there's... don't know. Let me tell you, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> and if I did, <laughs> I, as, I mu- as much as it. I am uh, uh, ex- thrilled by the world, I, d- I do keep a distance from it. I, yeah. I don't. I don't know a lot of. We did. Uh, I did work with a couple of porn actors on Weeds. There was a two-episode arc in which I became a um, fetish porn star. Mm-hmm. Um, for your listeners who, ever, if they ever watch the show, uh, the, my. Uh, Two toes were bitten off by a rival drug dealer's pit bull. And As so, they do. And so then I was catering a porn set one day. And the and I was like looking and I go to the director and I'm and I like, you know, I, I say, you know, I've always want I, I love this. I think I could do it. And he's like, Well, what's your special thing? What what about you what would can make you, bring you to a the star? Table? Yeah. And then we cut to <clears throat> the montage of me as a having a successful European series called Footfuckers, <laughs> in which I use my three toed foot to yeah. penetrate uh, my partner. <laughs> and so we had real actors, real from that world come in um uh, Jessica James, Kirsten Price, and the legendary Lexington Steel. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so that was an interesting t- way to come back full, to full my circle. childhood uh, in my adult job. Yeah, big time, full circle. Yeah. What uh, when you when I think about the idea of being a performer and being involved in kind of being front of front of stage that way? Did you were you also a big fan of stuff when you were a teenager? Were you you know did you love certain TV shows? Did you love going to the movies? Was was it more yeah. did you love reading like what what were you passionate about um, besides performing uh i remember my first not to sound too hip and esoteric but the first show that really mattered to me was sctv mm-hmm. uh I, I, I literally at that time of like being like eight years old and it was on i think pbs and i watched it with my father but all those guys eugene levy and yeah Martin Short Joe Flaherty and, 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 yes now you're going deep yeah um Andrew Martin, Catherine O'Hara, Dave Thomas, Rick Moranis. Just Big to time. get them all out. Yeah, let's, let's say them all. John Candy. Um, oh, John Candy. I can't yeah. believe I would skip John Candy. Um, Harold Ramis in the very beginning. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So that was a big one. Um, the actors at this uh, theater that I was at in Minneapolis were big uh, heroes to me. I mean, I think at the time I even thought maybe that I would end up, you know, in some Midwestern regional theater. I didn't know, really. I didn't know. There was never a point at which you thought, I enjoy doing all of this, but now I'm having, I'm in, now I'm suddenly 17, questioning everything and wondering if I should be a, a, an engineer. No. Was it always kind of a straight I line? I had a very uh, quiet persistence. I knew that I was going to be an actor. Which sounds the older. No, I get, you have the same feeling of need to apologize about. Well, the that older stuff I get, I do. I do. The older I get, I, it's acting seems on in two ways. On the one hand, it's 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 even it's deeper in me, and it's something that's you know. But then on the other hand, you start to feel like I'm like saying stuff and right. look at me, look at me. <clears throat> right, right. But uh, but no, I knew I was going to do that on whatever level. Um, I didn't know which way that would take me. Like I said, if I would just end up a, a, a rep, a company, a, a member of a rep company somewhere, or uh, end up in Los Angeles, or, or whatever the case may be. But no, I did, I, I knew I would was going to do that, and I ended up actually. At first, I moved here when I was 18, and I hated it. I stayed for a few months, and then I was like, well, maybe I should go do some more school stuff on the East Coast, and so that's what I did. Where'd you go to school? In your- I went to this place, Circle in the Square mm-hmm. Theater, and sure. they had a two-year conservatory. And I went there and moved to New York I City. I think and- that's, I mean, that, aren't we kind of getting to, I think, this sort of theater credibility, which was certainly my major, but which I feel like I've abandoned and don't really have the right to own in, on some level, so I still have the actor apology, is perhaps that idea of the art form being more... Ha- being influential in a way that you know coming out here and doing commercials doesn't feel like it's hitting right. people in the same place or that you can't intellectualize it the same way you can if you're talking about Brecht or Angels yeah. in America being right. a great example I mean that's like well, I didn't do the play of Angels in America yeah but you I did, did the, the movie. HBO I know right. but it was still good I mean come on yes well that's a that's a rarity something beautiful. like that obviously uh, but uh, I don't I don't think I do have that that sense of like theater is this and movies yeah. and TV are that um, they're certainly because uh, I try to keep a toe in both, mm-hmm. and um, and uh, they both have their challenges. That's for sure. I mean, right now, I mean, at this point in my life, I think you know, I, I take my actual life into account. And so, uh-huh. like, <laughs> going to New York in December and doing eight shows a week yeah. is a hell of a thing. You know? Absolutely. Did you go through a phase? I've n- I don't think I've ever asked anyone this question before. But as a as a as a uh, teenager going through adolescence and performing, <clears throat> I feel like there are times where a teenager the last thing that they would want is to be on parade in that way, where like suddenly you had terrible skin for a second, <laughs> or suddenly you needed braces, or suddenly yeah. you know what I mean. Did you ever have a phase like that where well, you're like, know that I, I want to really? I do remember people t- that I, I couldn't be heard. From the stage, which is, is not a problem anymore. Yeah. But I remember, and I thought I was shouting my fucking lungs out. Interesting. And I remember, like, the teachers or the directors or whatever, I was, uh, you know. And it goes to the uh, question of when you're an actor and, like, how, how, do, how do you get heard in, in the theater? And that it's really about wanting to be heard as opposed to any actual technical sort of thing. Uh, so that took some time. Did um, someone ha- actually have to pull you aside and say... Now listen, I don't think you really want to be heard. Oh, they didn't pull you aside. They yell at you from the from the house in rehearsal. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
I don't know how it ended up working out. I think that most creative endeavors, just to try to start getting a little pretentious, I have this, a speech that I, I don't believe in talent. I think talent is desire. So if there's something that you want to do or that moves you as a as a consumer of that thing or an audience member, you how good you're going to get at it is about how much you try, you're going to dedicate your life to figuring out how to do it. Hmm. So when I say that I wasn't like a do shows for the family person, I don't know that I was necessarily that that stuff was automatic to me as a kid. Yeah. But I spent my life trying to figure out how to do it. Do you impose is a harsh term, but do you impose that judgment on other people when you see someone and you think they really weren't very good? You think to them, you think to yourself that must be because they don't want it enough. I mean, to say they don't want it makes it sound like I'm not, but I guess, I guess the reason I think like that is because if you thought the other way, then there'd be some sort of ceiling to what you could do. Right. But if you believe that there's the, it's an unlimited amount of based on your own, you know, this theory, by the way, always runs out after. <laughs> I talk <laughs> about it for it five stressed. minutes, and it's suddenly like clearly. Well, I wonder falls because I think because because it's. I don't want to. I guess I am about to equate it to something like the secret. Um, but ah, but it's yeah. this idea of you know if I saw. I mean, it's all in the uh, it's all in the eye of the beholder anyway. The subjectiveness of it. But if I see someone, for example, in something, and I feel they're surrounded by people who are doing an incredible job to whatever that means to me. And this person sort of sticks out like a sore thumb. I don't go to the place. Uh, I guess I don't think, well, that person just is <clears throat> well, not in, also, they haven't worked hard enough. Sometimes I just think, I think maybe they're out of their depth, but I, I don't think if like we're talking about there. acting or plays or movies and things like that. Acting is the most, amorphous of all art forms in other words you can tell when someone clearly knows how to play guitar right you can tell when a painting looks like something or is like wow well i think I people would argue with that though well don't painting you? might change that yeah but acting is the most of like i think it's about if you like the person's face voice if something about their essence speaks commits to you, to you because because yeah. there'll be times where like you say well is that person and and someone will have a completely different no, idea right. of if they're any good or not or what's good or yeah I don't know you're right but I I think if I really wanted to get into this with you we could make that argument about almost all forms of art maybe not like technically adept guitar for right. example Spe- but or bicycling or bicycling you can definitely say somebody's <laughs> whether they're juicing or not you know you're probably really, right like, you're probably like I said like almost like almost everything I say you know what I mean it's like if someone says Stevie Nicks is brilliant and someone else says her voice makes me want to kill myself right you but know there's a general sense of melody that most people can say oh well that's a that is what what melody is no, or that's true but then you could listen to a thing do you know who the shags are mm-hmm. like there's I guess you would people would call it outsider, which was sort of sort of a nasty term. But like the shags, some people would listen to and say, "Oh, they don't know what they're they're literally don't know what they're <laughs> doing." And then some people would say, oh, "But there's more." I, th- the, I think those things, to your point, actually, are more exceptions to the rule than the rule, right? Than the kind of like status quo. I don't know. Everything I say falls apart. <laughs> After <laughs> once you examine it for five I seconds, pre- I appreciate your humility. <laughs> I really do. Okay, this is what happens at the end of this podcast. Mm-hmm. At the end of this podcast, I play a mash game. Mash stands for mansion, sh- apartment, shack, or house. It is a game from childhood that involves me getting a, um, some lists from you, and I'm basically going to uh, launch some categories at you. Uh, 
that um, you're going to give me three things that you would want. Now, in the old days, this used to be like, what kind of cars would you drive? Name three girls that you marry. Name three numbers of children you'd have. Like, there's a sort of, that's right. the kind All of tradition right. of it. Um, but I'm going to try to come up with categories that um, I think will be fun, hopefully, for you. Uh, the first category, although there's going to be some tradition in here, too. Hmm. Uh, let's do, the first category is uh, three, let's do three skills that you wake up with tomorrow, that you sort of download it into your brain, sort of make style where that you did, suddenly that know today, that you don't have today like to but have. that would be yeah. incredibly useful that you're that you're quite good at tomorrow when you wake up yeah right? um uh cooking great um oh boy <clears throat> uh i have uh <laughs> uh running i've i've ceased to be able to run well in, in my old age because it's not it's not even your, a stamina situation it's is i'll it get hands? halfway down the block and suddenly be like there's I some know. muscle that's not happening i know here. <laughs> do you stretch a lot beforehand i'm gonna do some more stretching maybe that's what maybe everyone tells more me to do whenever i say i can't run anymore by the way yeah. i had a moment where i felt like you were looking around the room to come up with something i think you were just off in and thought that, but and it would have made me laugh if you said uh bobsledding <laughs> and llama riding yeah <laughs> those probably too actually those uh, i'm trying to think if there could be another one because what else do i want to do um oh um can i do one that's more sort of airy fairy sure. Dis- discipline yeah um yep uh like i like i've had i've played the guitar uh, in various l- levels in my life but i was never it, it was always a real effort to force myself to ha- just put it in your lap for hours at a time Still, i see you have they, i just there. stare yeah. at them i just stare at them thinking i'm supposed to want a noodle and practice and that went away after a certain point in my life it just sort yeah. of disappeared well with this play that i did because I hadn't touched one for ten years, yeah, and much but like that's it. Give me a reason, yeah. You know what I mean? Where but, I, where the discipline is sort of put upon me on much some like level. the bicycle. It took it, th- that stuff goes away. It yeah. atrophies, and so and I, just even to the point of just it hurts your fingers when you suddenly have to practice all the time. Yeah, and you haven't been. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Discipline. That's Oof, a great okay, one. Got, I don't know that that's airy fairy. I think that's like a human <sighs> principle that we could all agree with. I was. I'm afraid I'm not going to be good at this game, but that one was all right. Okay, let's. No, go. you're going to do all great. Right. Uh, this next one is um, I, I, the category I personally love is um, just the simplicity of three foods that in this world are maybe not great for you to have all the time, but you can have at the snap of a finger mm-hmm. uh, in this alternate mash universe. And, and in it fact, won't necessarily they're good for affect you. my digestion. They're That's great the key. for you. Right. Exactly right. Okay. There's just no physical ramifications. Um, I always I always just say just as a favorite food, but then yeah. lately it's just like it's a Tom Ka. You know what I'm talking about? Let me just say, <laughs> I didn't like you until you said those words. That is, to me, the perfect umami food, right? It's a, it's a Thai that, coconut that soup. Mean? That means it has every flavor in it, I think. Right. That's a Japanese term I, I'm using I pretentiously. I don't burger. know. I think that means that it has like sweet, sour, yeah. salty, savory something. Yeah. The complexity of a good tonkatsu soup, and mm. I just overpronounced it. It's very rich. It's so good. Coconut soup, it's got galanga root, which you always are like am i supposed to eat this no lemongrass uh cilantro chili yeah. what did i say coconut milk i think it's got some fish paste in there wow oh i oh i love tonkatsu do you make it i don't 
I've made a version of it. I do cook a little. I know how to cook. Uh, Here's what. I know how to cook well enough that I really should cook more. It's that. It's almost a gross, like, no, I'm pretty good at this, but like, fuck it. Same. So... Tom, oh, oh, shit! Great. Now I have to. Oh, I really scored. Is there, is there a situation where I can do so well with the first one that I don't have to do the other Absolutely two? Absolutely not. <laughs> Under no circumstances. Um, let's see what other. Or do you have a sweet tooth too, or do you eh. not so much? Yes and no. Oh, by the way, um, I'll, I'll, necessarily... I'll extend this out into like casual sex with strangers, booze, heroin. It could be anything, any activity that is pleasurable that also probably you shouldn't do a lot. We'll say in this universe, it could just be a hedonistic thing where um, oh, there's, well, no, there's no... Casual uh, sex with strangers and heroin. <laughs> thanks. Great. For, thanks for, right. I, haven't, I haven't tried the heroin, and it's probably at this stage not... Why start? It's never going to happen there for me some... either. I remember when I was in high school, I had a friend who, um, I don't know if he's still alive, and I've probably said this maybe one time before on the podcast, who said when, in my very intense LSD days, was like, I th- I've decided to move on to heroin. Like, I'm going to do this. And it was this sort of dedication. Had because he tried he knew, it at least? He had not yet tried that... it. He was like, this is going to be my next thing. And we had this whole conversation where he was like, I know I'm going to throw up the first couple of times, so I'm just going to have to push past that. And that was the, that was when I had that feeling of like, and also I'm sure I had just seen Sid and Nancy, yeah. but I was like, I, this is a thing I can look at from the outside and say, I'm never going to step in so wait, you're to justify over, that. You were, you were dropping a lot of acid yourself yeah. at this time? Nice, yeah. nice. I really got it out of the way early. Yeah, like I, did, I did acid a bit. What would, what would you say? 13 to 15. Is or, that true? Well, that was my, those were my prime years. I'm going to start a podcast just so I can have you Sounds tell good. your story. Sounds good. <laughs> All right. Uh, okay. By the uh, way, what are you writing down? This is a podcast. No, but this is well. Okay. Listen, at the end, I'm going to announce which you're going to you're going to end up uh, through through a complicated eeny meeny miny mo situation oh. with one thing from each category in this sort of alternate universe. Maybe I should. I didn't really mean the heroin world. thing. I was making a joke with. Uh, so let me think well, of one more for those. Um. um Like also from that era, I'm realizing now, and I've never really thought about this this way before. If if I could smoke clove cigarettes uh-huh. with zero detriment, that I might become like, or I might become like a pipe smoker, like a, like a thoughtful sweater wearing <laughs> Minnesota. I'll you can I'll do summer that. in you Minnesota. No, I'll that. winter in Minnesota. I don't think it's all that good of for you. The, all the substance abuse stuff I used to do, with the possible exception, even marijuana actually. Um, as I get older, my body won't take too much of it the right. way that I used to want to do too much of things. Yeah. So, in other words, so like I was a, a I was a moderation. cigarette smoker. Yeah. And then there was the, you'd quit, and then you say, "Well, you can't have one because soon you'll be smoking a pack a day." Yeah. But now I would never. Now I can still. Now I actually can bum a cigarette from someone once a month or something. Yeah. And it will in no way make me go to the gas station and buy a pack. Of cigarettes. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's where you get your coffee. So, so that's, let's I, not yeah. confuse things. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> and my sushi. That's. <laughs> I wish not that true. were true. Not true. Uh, well, right now I have heroin on here until it gets replaced. So good luck. Jeez. <sighs> oh, uh, okay. Let's say let's say meth then instead of heroin. <laughs> Wonderful. Um, okay. Next category. Uh, I'm going to get right into the, the romance side. This is three people in this alternate universe. It can be kind of 
listen, I, this isn't a person. And it can also be like people from fiction or a character in a movie. It doesn't have to be like Betty Jane Boop. Fonda, the actress, Betty Boop, 100%. Velma and no, 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 no. Go ahead. I don't even. First of all, person. both of those people I think have been listed on this podcast. So don't <laughs> even think you're being that unique. Uh, it can be like, I would keep this person around only for sex. Or it could be, I don't, this is like, you know, my, my Meryl Streep marriage. I have this, you know, wonderful marriage in this alternate universe to this person or who I think this person okay, is. Okay, hold on. Are you suggesting Three. that Meryl Steve has some sort of arranged situation? No, I'm saying in this world that we're creating for you, you could How say, did Meryl Streep come in? What, what does that mean? Uh, I was trying to list someone. It was, it was a situation where I was trying to think of someone that someone could ostensibly say, in this alternate universe, I would want to be married to Meryl Streep. But for this different category, I would only want to have sex with Angelina Jolie's character from Tomb Raider or whatever. All right. What's the category? The category is just like the sexual sex or people? romantic the three partners. Sex people, right. Yeah. Jesus, I used to have celebrity lists. Yeah. I don't anymore because I had them all. There you go. <laughs> so you have a list just with check <laughs> no, marks or um, hash marks. Yeah. Uh, gosh, but that's why you can I'm go a- back to something like if you want to go back to you know I wouldn't put steve martin on a list now but when i think about my relationship to that crush when i was a teenager i can sort of access that Yours was steve, you know? steve martin was one for it you it was pretty bad yeah have you met him no somewhere around the time it became be possible so for me to actually to date him and hear this story no no i when I, when I moved here someone was like oh yeah he's dating this uh young waitress i think she might be younger than you i was like oh now i know that's a possibility and i don't want that to be true Either that or you were too old at that point. I probably was too old. Oh, I'm too old. I'm like 24. <laughs> what a shame. Um, gosh, I may not have a good one for this. Let's see. Let's. Well, see. I was very happy with Betty Boop and Velma. <laughs> well, it was, I was just trying to think of... Car- I could make Velma do anything. Cartoon. What is she going to say? No? Let's say... Um, Oh, okay. Well, then let's go in that direction. Who was Kat, uh, Julie Newmar? Was that Catwoman? Oh, yeah, for sure. Wait, no. Julie, on the show? Not Julie Newmar. Wasn't Julie that Catwoman Newmar. on the show? Is Julie Newmar the Catwoman? Well, I'm just going to put Catwoman TV show. Uh, I don't I didn't mean I didn't mean it though. Don't put it. I didn't mean it. I'm this not going to I'm not this okay. is this is going to be a tough one. All right. Um I could say I'll move on to a different category, but I know you'll just be thinking about this category until we get through this together. Can we? Can you help me? Maybe we can just start to talk about things. And uh, yes. Did, okay. So, <laughs> <laughs> who were who else were mine? Um, these guys know I had an enormous like sexual crush on John Larroquette before I even had hit puberty. Uh, I like a hundred percent wanted to have sex with All him before I even Nightcore? truly understood understood hundred yeah. percent what sex was. Um, I had a huge crush on Jodie Foster because she always turned up as like a sort of sexual adolescent in stuff. And somehow Janet, that I like, want you to make all three of these happen. We could do it in like two days. <laughs> just, we live in Los just, Angeles. I know. <laughs> I know. I had friends who were, who know Jodie Foster who were like, listen, yeah. she is single right now. And I was like, this is no, this is fantasy. Right. I can't. Right. No, 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 no. Um, <clears throat> Well, when I was well, I can say ones from okay. Why don't I? Why don't I say what? Like uh, I think I remember one from what it was, right. and I don't mean to suggest that fifteen years ago. What I remember, I liked the uh, the woman who sang "Torn," Nat- <laughs> Natalie Imbruglia. She was very exciting. Yes, she has very pillow lips. Yeah, 
Uh, mm-hmm. Rose McGowan was a big one for mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. And uh, let's say Sharon Stone. Oh, good one. Okay, good. Whew. Oh, I definitely. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I think the, the the blurred line between do I want to be with this person or just be with this person was always very confusing right. to me. Um, I bet I could make two of those happen. I won't say which two. Girls. <laughs> ah, what a great surprise. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, oh, I'm very curious which two and which you think is a non-starter. Um, okay, next category is vacation home. Uh, and this is another, this is a, our fantasy world. So it's yeah. not about, oh, it takes too long to get there. It's almost like yeah. you can just transport yourself there instantaneously. Uh, places, three places in the world you would love to have a vacation home. Well, this home. will be something I can just say about me that I'll immediately inform this. I don't like to go places. Okay, great. Um, uh, I get very, I don't know why I, I like, I'm, I'm kind of xenophobic. I like American newspapers and radio and money. And when I'm in a foreign country, like I got a job doing a movie a few years ago and we shot in Paris for a month, mm-hmm. then what Brussels and then Cologne. Yeah. And anyone would have places. been, would have said what a, a great thing. I had to take a, a class in meditation before leaving because I was so freaked out. I remember the night before I left, I drove around the city weeping because I was so, Justin. and it was very difficult. Yeah. I was in Paris. The first week I was in Paris, I would every day maybe get a block yeah. down the street. And then like found it to the little cafe and was able to get my, you know, omelette de fromage. Uh-huh. And, um, how, how are you feeling about Chicago? So then a few years ago, I did a show in Tel Aviv, and that was a trick. And since then, I'm cured anything domestic I can handle. Okay. Tel Aviv, <laughs> I, I, yeah, my friend Jen Finnegan's on Tyrant. And okay, that's when why we she... were there. Oh, okay. Yes. Did you do Tyrant? Yeah. I haven't seen it. I did Tyrant for I a year it yet. and then got out. Jennifer's... I haven't watched it yet because I always never watch my friends on television, right. and it has that's nothing so to do with wild. thinking. She's brilliant. But yeah, Jennifer when she, and I spent when she five was getting ready to leave, I was like, honey, I and... don't know how you're doing this. That's yeah. terrifying to well, me. You know, they're in Budapest now. Yes. I know they had to move. And, uh, uh, it's funny because I'm still watching the show. Yeah. Partly just because I like watching it and it comforts me that I'm not there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's so now. Yeah. Uh, so now I can handle that. That cured me of leaving L.A., which was a thing. And, and now I can handle. Yeah, I'm, that's I'm some serious. Of, I'm so excited exposure about Chicago. Therapy. Actually. OK. Well, that's so a good let's city, say, especially if you live in New let's York. Let's say I'll get a nice. um a nice, uh, uh, like uh, we used to call it, the, you get a cabin in, in central Minnesota. Well, first of all, MASH stands for mansion, apartment, shack, and house. So I can't guarantee it's going to be a cabin. It might end up being a shack. Cabin just means, might be an apartment. Just means you have a place yep. by the lake Yep. in central Minnesota. Central Minnesota, great. Um, and uh, so, so, uh, uh, somewhere, why don't I get a nice place like, uh, on, by, uh, like by the Palisades or something? Right. Let's do that. And uh, and then finally, um, my current uh, apartment that I've just rented and haven't stepped foot in in Chicago. In Chicago. Just great. for a, as a good omen, we'll we'll, no, li- we'll list that omen. one. Okay, great. Uh, next one is let me. D- this is uh, this is a pretentious theater thing, but I but I oh, am interested in the I'm answer. In my... Yeah, finally you're in your oeuvre. <laughs> uh, what? Let's do three roles. Um, that you probably will never play for yeah. one reason or another. Could be that it's a female role and right. you're not a woman. Could be that you're too old now. Could be right. that you know um, that it would be fun to have played or in this alternate universe. That's another you get tough to play. one because I I, I, per, I never think like that about like even the ones I could play about like oh this is the one but uh, but we can do this. Why don't we say? Um, well, this isn't meant to like. Why don't realize we say your part on you're the but, worst? I appreciate that. <laughs> 
Uh, and uh, how about Pear Gint? Okay. <laughs> and then finally, um, Slut Woman, which is a porn character that has been played by various porn actresses over the years. Fantastic. I love that sl- that <laughs> slut woman is somehow different than most other porn types. Well, because it is... Now, a- in porn, this is a woman who likes to have sex with multiple <laughs> but people. But it's a legit character yeah. that various actresses have played. Like a superhero. That's right. But her skill is that she is a slut. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, there's also, I believe, a series called <laughs> Slut Woman versus Butt Woman. <laughs> that porn doesn't have a sense of humor everyone to say the least yeah slut woman versus butt woman okay god they i they don't seem like they would be better rivals well you you would probably say the same about superman versus batman well that's and yet here we are and yet one likes it up the ass okay (laughs) next category uh next category is um let's do like a time travel kind of thing where and i know that you're xenophobic so i want you to (laughs) let go of this is a this is a carefree boy in the bubble type situation where no harm is going to come to you you're an observer not a participant uh something could be you visit the future could be visit fast could be like oh uh, i would have that itch scratched where i always wondered who shot jfk um to i want to see my own birth because i'm obsessed with myself bad network pilot yeah currently this is gonna go we're gonna pitch this tomorrow <laughs> and then celebrate by having sex with one of these three women if not all of them uh yeah you know what i mean so is it do you have a curiosities like that so like oh it'd be fun to see paris in the 20s that kind of right. thing right again no germs no foreign money <laughs> i'm not worried about the germs or the money um i just don't know if i'm if i'm thoughtful enough to have those things um oh do you feel a pressure like it should be the moment that poli- the polio well, vaccine is just minneapolis in the 80s was pretty cool that's what i'm talking about i was this there is your i was game. there so it would be something to go back and see those replacements shows that i yeah, saw when i was go. 15 and be and have a sense of them or that theater that i saw for, at 12 which yeah. seems and then maybe i'd see it and be like oh this wasn't so good well, let's <laughs> and uh, let's see. So we got Minneapolis in the eighties. How about New York in the seventies? Absolutely, right? <clears throat> Absolutely, I feel the Max's same. Kansas City CBGB's era, big time. I really, really and love to see that. Um, we're only going back. We can go forward. Well, then let's do Los Angeles in the twenty uh, twenties. Okay, great. How, how close do you think we are to most people under a certain age having self-driving cars? I um, was in, I had a car from the airport. The driver was driving a Tesla and he did do the thing for a minute, took his hand off and yeah. showed it happen. And then, you know, the guy died recently. I do. So, uh, so close. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a very informed. Yes. Uh, okay, great. Um, let's do, well, you know what? Let's do superhero skills because we did the sort of basic real life skills, okay. but let's do superhero skills. Three, three superhero skills. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, well, I guess I would combine invisibility and, uh, and walking through walls. Mm-hmm. That's just kind of lazy. I could, I could say <laughs> <laughs> so many we should do the invisibility. Okay. Um, how about uh, 
How about uh, uh, superhuman running? <laughs> no, yeah. Listen, that is definitely, the, yeah. we know that's an X-Men character at least. Yeah. So. And, uh, I mean, they're dull, but, I mean, flying does seem to be a thing. No, I, I, yeah, I, let's do flying. Let's, let's do that. That's a thing where I, I the, the dream version of that is amazing. Does and everyone the get idea these of, same categories? No. You're, you make up categories uh, for... The, no, these are... There's a... So this isn't like the... There's kind of a the rotating... The Bernard Pivot uh, end of acting. Yeah, studio. I'm not going to ask for your favorite curse word, but I. But there is the sort of... I think I sort of have a catalog in my head, and then some of them do get... come. Up, I come up with them on the spur of a moment. This is, I'm coming cr- up on the last one. Okay. I think I've done a version of all of these before. I'm going to try to come up with something completely new that's just for you. Shit. <sighs> I gotta take all this information that I have. Uh, it, what about? Uh, I'm coming up with something that's so like no. I just had a vision sense. of someone at the elliptical listening to this podcast. Uh-huh. Like, Speed it up! Speed. <laughs> <laughs> They've long stopped listening. <laughs> we don't need to worry about that that's person. Uh, what about like this is going to be tricky because now that I've done that one before now that I put, I'm now I'm putting too much pressure on myself. Um, <laughs> the only thing I could think of that I don't think I've actually asked someone but feels like I already should have is <laughs> three animals you wish you could be for a day. That seems like a is fairly, it interesting. I've never asked it before. I wasn't going to say interesting. <laughs> <laughs> three animals I wish you could be for a day. Well, something. Fast? Maybe a shark in a Sharknado. Oh, sure. God, you really <clears throat> elevated this category already. Um, oh, we could probably do them all from that. We could do like Sharktopus, Whale Wolf, <laughs> because I have been enjoying those movies lately. Wait, there's a Whale Wolf? There's, well, because the new genre is to do them against each other, right? So they do oh, a, right. they do two hybrids against each other. And I believe Whale Wolf, I think it was Sharktopus versus Whale Wolf. <laughs> Well, let's just, I, I won't, okay. We'll do the shark and the, we'll do the, sh- okay, okay, okay. We're going to just do shark and the sharknado. Okay. Ant. Okay. Because um, I've been having de- uh, having a relationship with them recently. Do you have an ant problem? I briefly had, not crazy, but I, ha- I did have some little ones in my house where I started, and then I started to feel guilty about murdering them all. Yeah. In huge mass yeah. graveyard numbers. Genocide I style. started to think. Why do I get to live here? And I know. Not the thousand. So now what I've I do is too. they all they chill in my black bin. Okay. So I just let them all. There's thousands and thousands outside. Yeah. And we seem to have come to a place. That's so good. Let's see. Shark in the Sharknado and and um, uh, how about Papillon? Oh, uh, like a Papillon or yeah. uh, because um, I have a friend who has several of them and I I, I like those dogs. Um, you know that papillon is a butterfly in French, so I was trying to understand why oh, all of a right. sudden you wanted to be a French butterfly. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. I'd go back to Paris if I could just. <laughs> no, but in all it's seriousness, I don't know Dustin what Hoffman. dog that is because I only know it as the movie with Dustin Hoffman and right. what the word for butterflies in French. What kind of dog is it's that? It's an adorable, affectionate dog with big floppy ears. Okay, is that a breed? 
hope I'm getting this right. Yes, as we keep talking, I'll Google it. What if you're like, oh, I'm sorry, poodle. I, I thought <laughs> I meant Shih Tzu. Was... <laughs> Pap. Papio. Like, so maybe their, their ears are so big oh, they look like butterfly wings? Oh, it's so cute. Look at this. Let me tap um, this. Yeah, these guys. Oh! Oh, I've never... I certainly have seen these dogs. I never knew. Yeah. I never knew that's what it was called. I, ah. might, I might have called that like a gizmo. <laughs> this is a gizmo-esque, gremlin-esque. Well, what movies are they at? Right, like, right. possibly the gremlin was designed when someone you looked at that right. stoned. Yeah. Um, okay. This is the... This so is now this, you're going to look at this and you're going to tell me things. Yeah. This it's is, all going to well, come is, together. There's one thing that you have to do that's, that remains that can be very short, which is just... Uh, I'm just doing this little doodle thing. Tell me when to stop. Stop. Okay. I'm going to pause this. <laughs> I want to assure you that to the listener, it will seem as if no time has passed. All right. Come back with your 100% guaranteed MASH future. Fuck. Yeah, now I'm going to give you, um, I'm going to give you your test results. <laughs> uh, all right. This is good. I feel like I'm realizing now as I look at what you ended up with, what a wide variety of choices there tonally were in some of these things. Um, uh, you know what? I'm going to get this out of the way right now because... My relationship to the person that you actually ended up with, <clears throat> this doesn't help my feelings about her because from the beginning, she's one of those pretty girls that is so pretty in a way that I'm not and will never be. Um, kind of pretty in the way that like that's what people, women who get surgery think they're going to end up looking like, right? Because she has these like beautiful lips, and these <laughs> very small pert nose and these big wide eyes. And you can sort of see a woman going like, well, listen, if I get the right kind of surgery, I'm going to look just like her. And uh, they don't. They that's end right. up looking like something otherworldly, not in a good way. But I remember when her video was on, I was like, how dare she be so that pretty and tiny on top of everything else? Now I feel very shallow for having chosen her. Uh, she, you listen, you've put her back together. She was, was torn. She was <laughs> you know who Little is still listening Natalie to this podcast? Marilia. Natalie and Brilliant. She is. And she's like, just stick. She's she can't <laughs> believe what she's hearing. <laughs> Oddly enough, she was the one I didn't think I could make. I well, could, I could get, make. Yeah, happen. I know because we because where well, is she? She probably lives in Australia. I think she's married yeah. to the kid from Silver Chair. Is she really? They I'm were sure for she a minute. Is. Anyway, it's possible she and uh, Kylie Minogue are the same person too. Right? Aren't, isn't she another like tiny, beautiful woman Australian. with big lips? Yeah. yeah. Um, so I have a personal jealousy issue with the fact that you ended up with her. So I just wanted to get right. that out of the way and just put it aside and forget about it. Okay. You, when you say ended up, you mean I now have to go make a life with her? <laughs> that's right. That, that's right. I was not told that Tremendous that's... Tremendous amount of responsibility gonna, yeah. lies in this flimsy sheet of paper. Uh, you'll be able to make it work because you are blessed as of tomorrow morning <laughs> with tremendous discipline. Tremendous discipline. Now, that discipline extends from <laughs> your no-holds-barred, no-negative-ramifications Matthews. <laughs> so your discipline, this is like you probably stop sleeping altogether. Yeah. Because nothing bad happens when you do meth. This is You're gonna get a lot fantasy done. world suddenly. I'm yeah. married to Natalie and Brilliant. <laughs> That's right. Wildly, yeah, okay. That's right. Um, you have a beautiful mansion on a lake in central Minnesota. <laughs> all right. <clears throat> now it's off the rails. <laughs> it's all gone terribly. If you, if you want to, uh, if you're enjoying your time in Minnesota, but you are missing <clears throat> the uh, days of 80s Minnesota and mm. the replacement shows mm. that you enjoyed, yeah. I want you to know you can snap the finger, travel back, travel right back. All right. I encourage you to leave Natalie 
back there on one of your trips. <laughs> I just want her out of the way. She'll probably want to go because it was not that far from there that she got famous. That's, that's true. That'll be a, that'll really make her. So we'll both love that. Time. She'll be back in her glory days for sure. Um, and then she'll leave me for Dave Perner. That's right. Who was the singer for Soul Asylum, right. another Minneapolis Soul band Asylum. of that time. Was that the one that Winona Ryder was That's in? That's right. Yeah. Winona had them all. She had Westerberg, yeah. too, from the he, replacements. I remember thinking of... Well, Westerberg, I can understand. I remember thinking of Soul Asylum guy like, no. Really? He's not on the so list. You Is he prob- another one like, well, uh, like, uh, like Counting Crows dreadlocks? Like white, white guy with did dreadlocks? did have That's dreadlocks. I would suggest to you Soul Asylum and Counting Crows are very different. So... They they got famous for the milk carton song, yeah, Runaway Train with yes. all the th- yeah, but in fact they were one of the great live '80s Minneapolis bands. So okay. he was a he was a real rock performer. That guy. Okay. So I can see Winona, all right. you know, falling. I anyway, let's that. get let's get back to me and my. Let's get back to you for sure. Uh, you have two pretty amazing magical powers. Mm-hmm. Number one, you can transform into an ant. <laughs> Which is already a movie. That's right. But not an ant with superpowers. Right. Just an ant that may or may not be crushed immediately upon transforming. Uh, and you can turn invisible. I can guess which one of those two things you'll be doing more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but Especially when I have to start spying on Natalie with Dave Perner. <laughs> God damn it. Um, and where does that leave us with? I think that takes care of everything except uh, the role that you are blessed with the opportunity to play in this alternate universe. None other than but woman's nemesis. A <laughs> <laughs> slut woman. What happened to Tom Carr? <laughs> uh, you got meth. Oh, meth. That's why, that's why I was like, God, this really could have gone a different way on so many levels. No, that's up good. To I, it sounds like a great lie. Because God knows you don't want food if you're smoking meth. And I've got Natalie, and she still lets me play the new role. I am the latest, woman. the first male performer to be that's slut right. woman. That's right. What a tremendous amount of dignity you're bringing gender to this gender-flexible yeah. world we now live in. Yeah. Uh, that's what you got, my it's, friend. It's I think you did a wonderful, wonderful job of selecting. I suddenly feel excited about the future. Mm-hmm. You should. Um, the last piece of business that I probably should have warned you about, because oh, uh, when I don't warn people about this, it has backfired on me, and this may be yet another situation, is that because I only interview men during the summer, uh, and it is my Boys of Summer series, I do ask my gentleman friend to impromptu sing a snippet of whatever they can remember of Don Henley's song, Boys of Summer? Well, the you obvious one is, Out on the road today, I saw a dead head stick around a Cadillac. Um, but, I could, yeah, so there you go. Is that you what did. they all do? That do counts. they all do that line? I would say that if someone's going to sing part of a verse, that's what they sing. Nobody Otherwise, on they the go. Road. Yeah, you know it Nobody. all. Yeah, and then didn't someone cover it recently? Like some... I don't know, did they? alternate K-Rock type. I'll tell you who covered it for me uh, two summers ago was Paul and Storm did a wonderful version of it that uh, I wish the whole world could hear. But you have to listen to the podcast. Don Henley's solo material is sometimes unfairly maligned. You know, End of the Innocence is also a very sensitive... (laughs) I I love that song. It's tucked right back in there with like Mandolin Rain. And a couple of other Bruce Hornsby songs. Oh, right. That are close to my heart. <laughs> <Right>. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
What about the? Uh, okay, all right. Okay, yeah, okay. No, I want to know. What no, do you, do you, how do you feel about his big hit where he tells where the guy says, "Just for fun," he says, "Get a job." Oh, I forgot about that song. <laughs> well, that was what. That's brought, just that's the what way it is. Bruce Hornsby, really. You're yeah. absolutely right. Yeah. Uh, not as interested in that one. I don't care for the homeless, so um, <laughs> I forgot. I really did forget about that song. God, there's currently a station. Uh, uh, I don't know if you do the serious. I don't. I yeah. really just listen to whatever music I have on my iPhone. It's from called Apple Yacht music Rock or, Radio. Oh, sure. And it's a lot of like Ambrosia, Steely and, Dan. Yeah. probably. I don't. That was a category, and then I will let you leave and move on with your life. But, no, I don't. Um, I'll pretend the, that was a category that I think. It, that is a very specific name to assign for the majority of people listening to it to not ever have the experience. Like, do you know what I'm saying? It, that's like rock. a very, yeah, that's a very specific, like, where did that come from? Like, is there a video of someone on a yacht? I think the idea like, is that rocking out on the beards and yeah. full white. But rich, like rich, hippie yacht guess, rock. Yes, but you're right. It doesn't. It like I know exactly what it means, but I couldn't tell you the origin story yeah, of that title. I don't know that there is. You're probably right. I can get. I can. I can get with some yacht rock. But like someone told me that Hall and Oates is that, and I said no, they're not. They're like R and B. Yeah. Well, they they had a very uh, deep and eclectic. Uh, That's true. You know, you could you could go from that to Sarah Smile to uh, I like Hall and Oates. And they got some disco beats. Yeah. No, yeah. I agree. Uh, Justin, I'm so glad Janet, this worked out. What? A pleasure. I've been looking forward to this for a year. Well, fantastic. And I'm Me glad too. that I nabbed you before you went to Chai Town. Yeah, that's right. Do people call it that? I think Chai is legit. Yeah, yeah, sure. Okay. Chai Town. Have a good time. Thanks. Uh, we'll be sure to watch APB. Please do. Uh, day after the Super Bowl. Okay. On. We'll have shot the whole thing when it, and so that I can go hide before it actually comes on TV. That's right. Or February make a 6th, half season, the... half time performance of some kind where your boob pops out during Super Bowl. I already did the like Super Bowl, uh, like snippets for the. Oh, like ads. a recap thing or something? No, you go oh, and you yeah, do yeah, the yeah, things yeah, yeah, yeah. and like. Where it's a, as if the show has already been shot? Well, no, you just do the. the ostensibly, since it's on Fox. And we start the next day. There will be a ad presence. Yeah, yeah. One of the things I did was sing the national anthem. So I'm a little wary of that. Oh. Show. I don't think they're going to actually have me do the whole thing. But yeah, it, it's a possibility you might see. Oh, they a, went a jokey. Word or two. Is it a comedy? It is not. Well, that would be a comedy. But yeah. no, my program is not necessarily a comedy. It's a hard hitting. Well, it was we'll time for see. comedy on we'll the tough see. streets I'm of Chicago. I'm not saying there won't be some humor. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All that and nothing else. As Paul F. Tompkins would say, uh, you cannot follow him on Twitter. But you know what? I still As a can favor go look to Justin, I want you to each oh, me. Yeah, yeah. pick one adult film star <laughs> that you can follow yeah. on Twitter on his behalf. That's right. It's almost like a donating to a charity of your choice. Yeah. And maybe pay for your porn today. Yeah, guys. <laughs> it's a business. I've never done it. But Show a little respect. I, I have a lot of guilt over that. Anyway, we're, we're dipping back into the... Uh, we're Jana, dipping back into you. the gold pot. Um, guys, and I will talk to you next time on the podcast. As always, the JV Club theme song is Back Before We Were Brittle by The Amazing Say Hi. Now leaving Nerdist.com.